It's uh, my name's Dennis Wood. I'm uh, executive chairman of a company called KGL, which is a public company here in Australia, and its uh, prime drive is to develop a copper mine at uh, Jervois, which is halfway between Mount Isa and Alice Springs in the Northern Territory. Dennis, thank you very much for the introduction. Good to meet you. Um, you spoke with Matt. Uh, about six months ago, in early January, and you had just published, or you just updated your feasibility study in 2022. And one of the plans that you had at the, when you spoke with Matt six months ago was to go in and to uh, drill more uh, high-grade material. I, I, you know, the, the, the your, your, your project has got uh, 24 million tonnes thereabouts of around 2% copper, but I think the plan was to kind of drill extensions and find more high-grade material that could go into the mine um, plan. Um, and I just wondered how you're getting on with that plan. Uh, well, it's uh, going well, although that um, um, we did shut down our drilling on site for mid, mid-December and didn't start to the 1st of March. And the reason is that um, there's a lot of wet weather around in that, um, that period of the year. So we've only been going for a couple of months. We did bring in a, a new drilling company, and they've struggled to get started to a certain extent. So drilling's been slow. There are two jobs that are on. One for one rig is expanding the Marshall and the Rockface resource. And the other rig is, so we get finance, we bring the uh, uh, reward open cut up to measured jork status. How many kind of pods or mining areas will you have in the, in the overall project? Okay, the overall project at the moment's got two open cuts, one at Bellbird and, and one at uh, Reward, and it's got three undergrounds, one at Bellbird, one at Reward, and Rockface. And Rockface is the latest one that uh, we, we found. We found Rockface in my time, and we've proved that up. That's, in fact, got a grade of 3%. And you mentioned Marshall. What's, what's Marshall? Well, yeah, it's a bit complicated. Marshall, in my opinion, is just part of Reward, but it is uh, it is slightly separated from reward but it's fundamentally in the same mining part of the operation to be it's, it's open cuts that fundamentally in the same open cut as as uh, as reward and the the undergrounds are running parallel beside each other so it's it's in my opinion it's, it's part of reward but theoretically the geologists the geologists separate it, so it's got a different name. It's a complex bit of geology here. When I when I looked at the feasibility study and I looked at the um, the, the, the presentation, you talk about kind of subvertical, uh, structurally controlled uh, lenticular bodies. When when, when you're when and kind of shoots and pay shoots and things. Um, there's also the overall resource you've got is. 20, just under 24 million tons, 23.8 million tons, and within that, the mineable. Um, you know what gets mined I think is about 11 million tons or 11.7 million tons so it's it's about half of your kind of overall resource is your is your mind total when in the work that you're doing now are you kind of drilling for new areas outside of that 24 million ton envelope or are you trying to kind of pick out extensions within the 24 million ton envelope well you know I just I'm just trying to get the understanding of the one of what they're prospectivity looks like like i said this place has been drilled since the 1930s and um not being rude to geologists but you put them on this site you've got about 12 kilometers of this massive vertical structure that has been turned around into a big j it's actually turned around into a u and it's been forced by the massive fault on our left down boundary the gervois fault and um it's uh 
it's moved about six kilometres, two separate moves, and it's dragged this structure around, which caused the mineralisation. So there's a lot of mineralisation all the way around this big, massive J structure. And in fact, Bellbird's about seven kilometres from reward, but everything between them is a potential, and every everything the other side of them is a potential. So what I've done since getting on board, because um, I have experienced this before, is I've focused on increasing the resource. You know, the, when I come back, when I joined the company seven years ago, they they had the reward open cut and the reward underground, but we've we've almost doubled the reward, more than doubled and doubled the grade of reward underground. When I when I joined the company, the average grade was one percent. It's now two. So I've focused on the higher grades, and I've focused on expanding the current mines. You are right. There's uh, a lot more tons there than in the current mine. That's not to say we won't be mining it, but that's not to say, you know, a lot will depend if the copper price goes to where they think that will probably, most of that will come into the mine plan. Um, we have got a reasonable cutoff grade at the moment. And uh, it, that, once you get going, and, you know, chances are, depending on the copper price, then a lot of that will come into play. At the moment, we're, we're working on current copper price and, we're working on having the necessary sustainability in the process for getting finance. So does that mean, when you talk about kind of, um, you, you know, you've been focused on expanding resources and picking up the grade, does that mean that you really look at trying to define where the high-grade shoots are and then drilling those out? So is it kind of quite close-based drilling? Well experienced in a lot of this, and I've, I'm not a geophysics fan. But the downhole EM process on our site works magically in most of the cases. And, and quite frankly, if you look at the cross-section of our downhole EMs at Rockface and the mine design, they're almost identical. So at Rockface, for instance, the downhole EM told us where to drill. If you miss the downhole EM, you get nothing. If you hit it, you get a really good grade and, and hole. So the, the, the geophysics has worked. So what I've effectively done is, is use downhole EM as a pretty well a guide everywhere and tended to use that to locate the better grains. And, and I wondered, because yeah, I, 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 on, um, on your website, you talk about kind of being an innovative exploration company or kind of using some secret source. I just wonder what that was, but I, I guess you're referring to the downhole EM. Well, it's it saved the company. When I, when I come back um, roughly seven years ago, I didn't come back, I was pulled in because um, I, I know some of the major shell, we got common investments, and um, with my experience building mines and stuff with no income, which is which is a, a handicap, um, they hauled me in. And what I did is I underwrote a rights issue to keep it going for six months. And I took over that six months was pretty well doing the work. And fundamentally, we were so lucky. We drilled a hole at Rockface and found a good intercept. We'd run the downhole EM, found another conductor. And the first 18 months of my time with the company was only with three or four staff and really um, just focusing on we'd drill a hole, run the downhole EM, drill another hole, run the downhole. We followed it all the way down at Rockface, substantiated it, and by then we built up credibility again and raised the money, to, which really costs a lot of money to do the infill drilling because the infill drilling there's like 50-metre petition, so... You know, there's a lot of holes we had to drill there to make it a resource, but we've done that. And currently what we're doing is uh, going deeper again at Rockface, which is slowing our drilling down a fair bit because we're now into a kilometre 
1.4 kilometres. And we've got, because it's vertical, we've got to come at it at a fair angle. And because it's 1.7 billion years old, it's pretty rough. So, you know, doing the drilling is a slow, expensive process. But we have infilled it, got the resource that we reserved necessary at Rockface. But now we're looking at, um, all right, so if we're going to do that mine down, what have we got below us still? Because uh, initially I called it off at about 880 metres, I think, because of the cost of drilling down there and the cost that we had to run into to do the infill drilling. So at the moment we are we currently got a hole down about eight hundred metres is about halfway to where it's going. And just just looking at kind of budgets and numbers and plans and things, uh, at the end of March your March um, cash figure was thirteen and a half Aussie, and you've just thirteen point two, and you've just raised thirteen and a half through a kind of um, an entitlement offer. So uh, you know aggregate those two kind of twenty six odd bit of um, running costs, a bit of drilling, um, you're probably sitting somewhere between twenty and twenty five million Aussie. Um, have you got a kind of a, a drilling budget in terms of meters or dollars for this for this year? Oh yeah, we've got. Um, what we did is um, we raised enough money. Um, what I did is I, I, I put a. I did try to raise a lot more. I didn't try. I said it. So I wanted to give because the share price is miles lower than what I think it should be. The company value at the moment's like sixty million or something. It's you know we're talking about a. A potential copper mine with all the licenses to go, you know, and a, a market not too far away. Um, you know, we've got our water, our water we've got it all. So, um, given it's undervalued, in my opinion, I do rights issues. I don't, uh, I don't have them underwritten, and I don't, um, you know, I, I don't need help to raise them. And the fact of the matter is, um, we have quite as a a substantial amount of the shareholdings with um, um, ex-mining geologist people that are fairly well off. And quite frankly, the reason our share price does fluctuate a bit and is probably lower than, than we would want it, I would say probably over 75% of our company is not traded. It's people that are sitting on it waiting for the um, copper price to go up and us to get into into development because there's people, I mean, that's how I've survived my life and how I've made my money. That is, you get them to run and that's when you get the real return on your investment. Now, there's no reason to, there's no reason to suspect this one won't happen, assuming copper price goes up, you know, and the copper price does become as essential as, as it should. You know, the globe is going to keep going green and given that the current costs of the major mines in copper are dropping in grade, and when you go to Chile now, it's 0.4, um, you know, where we, I've sort of maintained ours at 2. Um, our grade's at, average grade for all of that's at 2%. So um, we, we're standing in a good shape to go. So, you know, all greenfields have got a high risk to go. But, you know, we've got everything we need to go. Now we've just got to raise the finance, and that's what I'm working on, not on raising the finance. I'm working on how I can raise it in today's climate by making sure what we do, we can do on time and, and, and the design will be correct, which is where we are now, and we're making great progress. Um, goodness. Um, lots lots to unpack in, in all of that. But... Um... I will talk about kind of the, the strategic plan on how to raise finance, and I will come back to copper price and copper grade. But just, just let me just ask a question about your shareholder register. Um, you talked about having kind of a lots of um, 
kind of industry professionals in there, about 75% of the shareholder not trading. Um, can you kind of give me a bit of a breakdown in terms of other institutions, family offices? You know, what, what's the, what do you know about your shareholder register? Well, I've got to be a bit confidential on this. I pretty well know probably 75% of it I probably know quite well. A lot of them have come in because I'm there and a lot called me in because they wanted me there. And um, so obviously I do know them. And, you know, Anthony Salem is the largest shareholder and he's 28%. I'm the second largest shareholder and I'm about 10. And there's two others getting close to 10 that are good good mining con- contacts. Um, but, you know, um, it, it it's a lot of them are not traders. In fact, you know, they all participate, and, and as as I can do when I do the rights issues, what we needed to keep the two rigs in, and there's a lot more work going on here, like mine design, testing, geofit, geotech work and stuff. Um, we've got enough to get through to the I'll comfortably get through to the end of the year. And one of the concepts, if the drilling company had made more progress, I probably would have been justifying a third rig coming back now. Um, so... What I did with, because the share price was so much lower than I thought it was worth, I offered it to the shareholders. So any shareholder that wanted to participate got to participate. I did make sure I was covering the minimum amount we needed by having um, some of the larger shareholders, including myself, guarantee that they would participate. And, you know, there's, there's, there's three of us that guaranteed we'd participate, and that was about 45% of it. And when you come to the let's let's talk about the copper price and the kind of the grade. Um, I noticed that in your in your feasibility study, your your base case price is four dollars twenty three per pound copper, and it gives you a twenty one percent IRR just under. What does it look like at I don't know three eighty, which is where we are today? I mean, because because the, um, well, it's the, actually the, um, funny enough. It's I'm not sure what the exchange rate is today, um, but. I have been asked that question a few times since then. And the fact of the matter is that the exchange rate's helped enough that it's pretty well compensated for it. I think we did the fees at 70 or 71. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's now 60-something. So um, so the, the, the exchange rate's really quite important to our to our what the cost is that we get back in Australian dollars. So, so in essence, you're driven by the Aussie dollar copper price. Yeah, well, the fundamentals are we, we're not a current mining company or exploration company, so all our costs fundamentally are in Australian dollars. Good. You've got 11.7 million tonnes of in the ore category, proven and probable reserves. Um, if you mine that at 1.6 million tonnes per annum, that gives you 7.3 years of mine life. But the feasibility study talks about an 11 and a half year mine life. I just wondered how, you know, what that discrepancy I'm is. I'm not sure what's... We've got 11 and a half years of mine life. And, and yes, you're right, there's, there will be some years where we're not doing 1.6. And, and there's two reasons for doing that. We're not like, like reward underground, rock face underground. Um, we've got to slow the plant down because the grade's higher. Okay. Okay, so it's just a scheduling thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. And and um, and, so, and and of course, one of the things I'm looking at at the moment, we we do at Reward Open Cup, which will be our first pit, I believe, and um, we do mine a lot of lead zinc as well. Now, at this stage, it's not in the fees. We do mine it, we do store it. 
So one of the things in the optimizing I'm looking at is in pe- there's some periods in there where could we be because currently, as it all says, our contract for the offtakes with Glencore at Mount Isa for the smelter there, um, they also do lead zinc, and um, yeah, so we 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 are in a position where our biggest cost is the mining cost. So just to process some of this stuff that's not copper, we can get lead zinc for. So that's the sort of thing I'm adding to our numbers at the moment, but I'm still got a bit of work to do to, to, to justify that. But they're, they're the issues that still add value. And um, the back end of the feasibility study on, on the, kind of the, 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 cute, the competent person's comments, they, they, they do raise a question about deleterious elements, and they mention bismuth and fluorine and uranium. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're a metallurgist. Um, wh- wh- where are you in, in the metallurgical process of understanding what goes into the concentrates? Oh, we've done, um, as part of the fees and the plant design, we've done a lot of metallurgical testing. Uh, we have a company called Core Resources running that. And um, yes, um, we do have, biggest problem is bismuth. We have a reasonably high bismuth. The uranium is not very high, it's quite low. Um, we do have one year at um, uh, Reward where we do hit what could be considered rejection level into China, for instance, but it's only a little bit, and it's not high. It's not nowhere near high. So I think one of the reasons this will be a value in, uh, in some places is it will be able to be blended to bring the uranium down on, particularly the, a lot of the stuff coming out of South Australia, which I think is part of someone's plan. Um, the bismuth is high, but long and short of it is it's only really high in the open cups, but your open cups are much cheaper to mine. So, yes, we will be paying a penalty, and that is in the fees. The penalties are in the fees. And, uh, yes, there will be penalties for bismuth, and uh, it's the first couple of years where they will be the highest. However, it's during the lower mining costs. So, you know, it's, 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 it's the best time to pay them. That, that brings up um, uh, kind of an idea that the, the, the metallurgy and the mineralogy seems to be quite variable over the different pods. Um, is, is that something that you've had to um, add into your scheduling on top of the mining as, a, you know, as an, a, another fact you've had to Yeah, well, for? the fact is, um, you know, we're not exporting it, so it's really all we're paying is penalties for it. So doing what we're doing, the, the best option for us is to develop the cheapest stuff first. So, yes, in the early years, particularly at Reward, you know, the uh, although reward it gets better grades as it goes down, you know, the grade will be down a little bit and the bismuth will be higher. But, I mean, you've got to start where the mining cost is the lowest. Um, given that we're not exporting it, the, the, the qualities will change over time and get better and better and better as we go because the, the deeper we go, the better it gets. But long and short of it is because of the arrangement we have on the um, offtake, um, we can afford to do that. So here we are in the middle of the year. You know, the feasibility study came out at the end of um, last year. Uh, you've got your mine plan in, in, in um, a, you've got your mining permits. Uh, you're doing some exploration drilling. What are, what are the other drivers and what else are you planning towards the end of the year that's going to take you towards uh, kind of an investment decision? Okay, well, fundamentally, um, and what I'm focusing on is building the company now to get there to be able to do it on time. So um, I'm, I'm working on, we're working on the current mine plan 
and the current process plant, which is fundamentally most of the costs, really, like the significant parts of the cost. And what of what we've got to do is we're not so much with the mining because we we obviously we're going to use we're not a, a current mining company, so we've got to use to get finance, but also to do it and not go broke, we're going to use tier one operators, contractors. We're working with um, them at the moment and um, to make it as practical as we can and keep the costs down as low as we can, in the particularly for the first 10 years. So we're looking at expanding the open cuts a bit. But the long and short of it is we're now focusing on building a team. At the moment, we're very short of... We, we're putting on people now. We're interviewing and put, looking at putting on a team to actually bring this into production. We're actually working on that team now. Um, we're working closely with the companies doing the process plant and the mining, very closely. And we're looking for people to come in like a project director. I'm looking for a CEO to give me a hand um, and you know start building up the team for it because the board and myself would like to be in a position before the AGM in November that we can make the decision. Now, we've got a lot of work to do, but we are making a lot of progress on designing things. I've got um, some control of some of the major suppliers for the process plant, and given I've got a substantial experience there, in fact, I was a director and owned 23% of Sedgments for a long time. I, I was working in America in charge of a massive engineering construction company, so I, I fully understand what we've got to do and to get it done in the middle of Australia at the moment with current labour issues, what I'm fundamentally doing is a lot of off-site design and construction and, and delivering it to site ready just to bolt together. And it's What are those labour issues? I mean, is it just, just ferociously expensive and, and you don't have skilled workers? Sorry? What are the labour issues? Oh, they're... People are just not available in Australia. It's even been a problem with our drilling. And and I brought a company in now to manage our camp because it was a struggle for me just finding chefs and uh, and, and campies and stuff to work there. Um, so I brought a company in from Darwin that professionally runs camps, so I don't have to worry about if the chef doesn't turn up um, because finding, you know, it's almost impossible at the moment. But the drilling companies had a lot of trouble finding drillers' assistance as well. It is very hard in Australia at the moment uh, to do something like this and be sure you're going to get the labour to do it. And that's why we are using tier one companies with their own people. That's why I'm designing as much as I can to come from off-site, which fundamentally is a smart thing to do with all sites anyway. But why why is it so hard to find the labour? Is it because there's a, it's, it's a boom time in Australia or is it because... Um, people don't want to do this kind of work anymore. Uh, look, I, I'm, I, I can tell you it's all industries in Australia and, you know, it doesn't matter what business it is, um, finding labour in Australia is quite difficult at the moment. Amazing. Amazing. I, 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 you know, I'm, I don't know what's driving it, um, but, you know, I, um, particularly in mining and uh, because there's so many anti-miners around, um, but I've um, I've always employed graduates out of uni and trained them, and I, I've got two with me at, at Jervois. Um, one's been me five years, and one's been me four years. I brought them out, of, fundamentally employed them out of uni. Now, because they've been with me so long, I wanted to move them up in the system so I didn't lose them. That like they 
having people on site, a geologist on site for five years is unheard of on that site. But they're invaluable because it is a difficult site to fully understand and we're, we're, nobody's there yet. We're, we do know there's a lot of different minerals and a lot of resource and we're nowhere near finding what we do there. But long and short is I went out now late last year to find two more out of uni, to employ two graduates out of uni. I did. I had to get them out of Indonesia. I, I'm not joking. It's like, it, it really annoys me that our universities, it's not the university's fault. I think it's the training of the people to go to university. And in the old days, I mean, even my daughter's a process engineer. She did it at Queensland Uni. They're not doing it anymore. And, um, you know, I, I just think, um, and, you know, we also, things might change a bit now because we've had such a boom in iron ore and coal. Um, you know, Western Australia with the iron ore and Queensland in particular and New South Wales with the coal, they, they've obviously been there, grabbing everybody they could. However, they're both coming back down now. I mean, coal, I think, is about a third of what it was six months ago. And I think iron ore is about the same. So, you know, that may free up some people in from, from those mining areas. And, of course, mining areas in Queensland and um, the and, and New South Wales and West Australia, where most of it is, there's, they're well inhabited, lots of people, you know, it's we're in the middle of, well, nowhere really. Thank you for that. I find that really interesting. Um, just going back to the financing plans, are, are you looking at this as a kind of traditional mix of debt and equity? Yeah, look, I, um, I've done, very successfully done a couple of mines from scratch without an income. And what I do know is you don't go and annoy the finance industry until you actually got everything solid. And um, we, are, we are getting closer and closer. Uh, I do have enough experience and enough connections with some of the finance companies that I'm obviously talking to them about what they'll be looking for and what they're looking for. And, you know, in my time, it was like 60, 40 um, you could get. But um, nowadays, um, I'll probably it's probably going to be 50, 50, um, depending on how the number goes. So that's changed a bit. Um, but the long and short of it is, once I get comfortable that I can do it on time, I'm pretty sure we will be able to raise the finance. And, and yes, I usually use um, significant banks. Um, you've effectively alluded to the, the the target date of November. It's when you want to get everything solid. I mean, well, you know, yeah, you, we'd if... like to. Um, you know, we've got enough money to raise to to get to there. And quite frankly, um, you know, I, I was planning this year about June about now to bring a third ring in if we'd got enough proven from Whiteface or Marshall to bring in a, a, a drill rig just to focus on expanding that while the other one kept doing what it was doing. Um, unfortunately, we haven't really got enough results out yet. But, yeah, I, um, I'm of the opinion that um, by then we should be going out, and I believe with where the negotiations, because we're fundamentally pretty well picked who's going to be doing the work, and I'm now in the final discussions with them on their final costing, so... We've got a bit of optimising to do, but that optimising, when you're building an operation like this, that'll carry on forever, even while you're mining. You know, it's just no no way. But we've got to rule it off now to be able to do the numbers and stuff to satisfy the, the finance companies. And we do have, um, I do have the major shareholder system in our company such that we, we, we won't have any trouble meeting our 50%. Good. So that just leaves me to ask, what do you see the news flow being during the course of the, the rest of the year? Um, 
you know, how, how do you plan to uh, keep the market updated? It is difficult um, because, as I said, the drilling, even if the driller, drilling company was going well, the holes at Rockface would still take a month. And the other ones that we're drilling, the other rig is on infill drilling at uh, Reward Open Cut. I've done um, the Bellbird Open Cut. It's now up to uh, a measured. Um, we're probably halfway there. So we did put those results out as they come in. They're coming in very, they're very positive and very good, which was the same at Bellbird. And, um, but really, it's that, that drill rigs of no real value till we re redo the jork. And, and, and it's no yeah. longer in, indicated, it's now measured. So that's the yeah. step forward. But unfortunately, that's going to take probably four or five months this year to drill yeah. the holes. And at the moment, because of the current situation, we've got to wait forever for the assays to come back. So that is, is what's taking. In fact, we're just starting to get assays back now that come with, from the holes we drilled in March. It's quite um, disappointing. So, so so in, in effect, you're saying kind of um, hold your water, you know, just kind of um, it's 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 steady as she goes. Trust the process. You're going to be drilling, releasing results um, as they come, and then later in the year. Well, I think you'll, um, you'll... yeah, I, I expect there'll be some positive announcements. I, I I'm assuming that um, you know once we get a bit more positive um, in in some of the process, we'll be able to get some assistance from the government. Um, you know, the Northern Territory government's just added copper to its strategic list. Uh, the federal government hasn't yet, but I'm, I'm sure three or four other states have. It won't be long and it'll be off. Um, so, you know, we're now in a position where we can go. So we are coming, you know, we're, we're obviously in a position where we can gain some support. Um, there's nothing I can do at the moment because of copper price on certain respects, but once it once people start to realise, and the current projection is it's going to be in serious problem in 12 months' time. So, um, um, you know, and, and the current global cost of mining copper will be going up because um, the grade's going down and you go to places like Chile, there's a lot more going on there now with government interference and people costing more than it has been for years. It will, it will also um, start to go up. So... Um, if necessary, we might have to wait for the copper price to go up. But I um, um, certainly, at today's cost, well, the day's exchange rate, I, it might be a battle um, to get it to get finance. Might be, but one of the reasons I want to take it to a fifteen-year mine life is, in fact, that will help as well. And that's what our current target is with the drilling at Rockface and Marshall. Okay, good. Um... Dennis, thank you very much. Uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know the company better. Um, I wish you um, all good luck during the course of the rest of the year. Thank you very much. I look forward to uh, I look forward to talking to you later this year and um, show you some pictures of the copper coming out of the ground.